started moaning. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. What are we talking about today? Where's my newspaper? Today's date is. It. I feel out of practice. It's. We took one week off. Yeah, we and can't take any weeks off. After three podcasts, I now have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> I think we we're going to talk take about. any weeks off, no, Ali. We're not it that. Has to stop. We don't have mastery yet. We have to practice every week. No, we need to practice every week, every day. Oh, something I've noticed that I do is I repeat what you say when you've said it like an echo. And I just did it now. So I'm going to try and not do it today on this call. Did you Have you listened to our podcast? I listened back to them and they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Probably shouldn't and say that. But... do you notice the things that you do where you're like... That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I repeat everything... Not everything you've said, because that would be really weird. <laughs> Most boring <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, yeah. yeah. Ooh, try not to do that. Yes. All right. So today's, do we need to talk about why we're doing this podcast or can we just skip right over that part? Let's just go right yeah. into the thing. I mean, you, you, do you want to do it? You can no. mention it. Nope, it's in okay. the. It's in Should the. We do a list of things we don't want to do. <laughs> we don't we're not going to tell you what we're doing. We're not going to tell you why we're doing it. We're just going to jump <laughs> into the topic. You'll have to guess as you listen. Oh, I've got a pen here. I don't know why. I'm all primed with a pen. You ready? Okay, r- ready. write this word. Okay. Parenting. Parenting. See, I'm repeating what you're saying. It's a horrible okay. habit. <laughs> Actually, I think it's supposed to be the way that we humans connect with each other tilt your head make eye contact repeat the last word that's something else I notice I do I've seen it on coaching calls I hold my head to one side (laughs) a bit like a bird you know a bird in the garden when they kind of go (laughs) and they've heard something so I've been practicing holding my head the other way but it feels really awkward yeah why is that that's like a sore neck I lean this way all right. So, so here's the I feel thing. I've got nothing to say on this right. subject. It's hilarious and completely untrue. It's too big, right? Parenting is too big. So we got to pick something within parenting that we're going to talk about. And I feel like... I have something. Oh, go, 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 go. Oh. Tell me your right. thing, then I'll tell I'll you I'll launch. Thing. We'll see if we can marry them. Launch. You launch, and then um, I'll launch. So we're in the stadium we're at the United States Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, which is really no joke. I had no idea. This place is unbelievable. You hear about academies and you're like, oh, that's cool. But when you actually get to go in and there's gates and there's security and there's like pomp and circumstance and you're in the stadium and the president of the United States is there, all of that, you're just like, and at one point my brother-in-law Uh, I was talking to him about something and I said, man, I am so proud of that kid. And he started to cry. Hmm. And I remember thinking like, what is it like for that parent? Like, what's that like for my brother-in-law? Because there's a part of me that was thinking, I wonder if I'll be envious. Hmm. Neither of my children went to the Air Force Academy or any academy for that reason. Right. And like, is there a comparison thing that happens or like if that were my kid, would I think I was a good parent? You know what I mean? So like a lot mm. of that was floating around that um, 
as a as a mom, do I run around the world and measure my own value as a mother based on my children's accomplishments? Yeah. So that was something I might we might want to banter and about. Do you? Well, I think I used to. Um, and then when my children fell apart, they both fell apart at different times. <laughs> so our Jeez. daughter, our daughter kind of <laughs> fell apart starting in middle school. Um, and then that kind of extended all the way through high school. So she really struggled like mightily. Um, and in the beginning, I think my husband and I both were like, what are we doing wrong? Hmm. You know, that somehow we're not good enough parents, which is why she's unraveling. And we had to, I, it was a gift, I think, because um, we had to really check in with ourselves and kind of set aside that idea or that notion that children are clay and we mold them. Because maybe, maybe they're a little clay and they are also born with their own stuff and allowing our kids not allowing but being with them as they go through that journey without um inserting ourselves i'll, I'll speak for myself without inserting myself into their struggle mm. it's uh it's tricky business because a lot of times you know you I would think, um, well, and, and I received this information, especially from public ed, which is why I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder um, about it. I have a hair in my face and I can't. What's public ed? Public education? Public education. And a lot of times um, the teachers, the counselors, the people trying to help our daughter, especially, but also our son, um, they would look to us. And I was also on the school board. And so I know that teachers and administrators were like, you know, parents, if, if that person's parent, maybe it's their parents. And there's like a little bit of, well, my kid's struggling and I feel like I'm doing everything I know how. I don't think I'm a bad parent, but boy, like how could I do even more? Because I was really struggling. So yeah, mm. I think I used to. And I think part of the the gift and the blessing that came along with having two kids struggle back to back right in a row um, mm. was that I was able to kind of like extract myself from their struggle mm. that they're human and they're going to have struggle just like I'm human and I'm going to have struggle and nobody else necessarily has to be responsible for that or to blame for it. It's just like, it's mm. a struggle. Yeah. It's really interesting. Mm. And I think what was, what I was thinking when you were talking, cause I really recognize that um, feeling pride and feeling I'm responsible for my children doing well and people saying to me oh you've done such a good job and, and I say you know we say that to people don't we we say you've done such a good job yeah and so it's as if I have done something and I have we've all done something yeah. as parents we have an impact as parents but there's sort of there's this either or it was either the child's fault or my fault. And actually, the reality is it's both and. Yeah. 
as you said, the child is bringing something to the table. They are, you know, there's that idea that the child is tabula rasa. They are this clean slate when they arrive. And we then input everything. Yeah. That is, as you, it's true. They are a little bit clay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then there's, and then there's them, their essential self. Yes. My sons were brought up in the same home, have had key aspects of their lives have been similar. They have different personalities, different ways of being, different approaches, different attitudes, you know. And I remember being quite shocked when they were little that they weren't completely identical to one another. (laughs) I was I was, why Why is this child behaving differently to that child? It really right. did surprise me. And it sounds possibly a bit dotty now. But at the time, I was genuinely like, this kid is not the same as that kid. I hadn't had much to do with children, particularly. I never really liked them. I didn't want them. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't something I was madly interested in, hadn't spent a lot of time with them. And I was really surprised at how different they are, which suggest to me yeah they do bring their own absolutely energies essential selves to the table and we also have an impact absolutely yeah the the um the idea in Al-Anon that I love Al-Anon in case you don't know what it is is for families and friends of alcoholics or addicts Mm. um is you know, when you show up in Al-Anon, you're like, ah, I want to control, I want to fix, tell me what to do to get my loved one to stop drinking or using. Mm. And the message that keeps coming back is like, you can't control, you didn't, you know, you didn't create this mess, you can't control it. However, Mm. you are contributing. Anytime two humans are in a relationship, they're contributing to the dynamic. And that's a lot of the message that we got, um, especially when our daughter saw so our daughter, we ended up, um, she ended up going to some special programming, wilderness therapy, which is pretty, um, like when you run out of options, that's what you do. <laughs> like when you've mm-hmm. tried the hospitals and you've tried the, the intensive outpatient programs and you've done all the group therapies and you've gotten her all of the psychiatrists and we've done all the meds and all to no avail. Like she was not able to like manage her, her roller coaster. You're just like, okay, you know, this is like the sixth time she's tried to kill herself. Like the psychiatrist in the hospital was like, you're going to have to find a residential program. And my husband and I were like, what are you talking about? So you start to delve into that world. Like, well, what does that even mean? What's even what's available? Because we don't talk about that. We don't really know about those things, at least not here. Hmm. So um, our daughter did a wilderness therapy program. That's a three month program where they literally live out of their backpacks and they stay in tents and they travel around. And part of the idea is that they, um, they get out of society, right? We get them out of society and, um, we put the, we put the, sorry, I have like, need to go. no, he's the dog. We're on a podcast. No, my husband. Oh, right. <laughs> he's like, Oh, sorry. Um, So anyway, so you, our kid goes there for three months and then we're brought in halfway through and we do therapy for parents. And that's a lot of what they talk about. Like, Hey guys, you didn't create this mess, right? Unless you beat your kids every day and even kids that are beaten every day don't end up this, you know what I mean? Like, even Mm -hmm. if we were the worst parents ever, they, they're still kids that don't end up like this 
So mm. a lot of that was like, you guys are doing a great job already. You know, let's take that off your shoulders. Mm. However, there are better ways and more effective ways of contributing to that relationship. And that's, that's really beautiful because mm. that I think, I know it sounds really weird, but it was those experiences that really helped me with leadership. Yeah, of course it helped me with my relationship with my kids, which was, that's why I was there. Mm. But when I apply that to like other humans that I don't love dearly and would do anything for, but people that I really care about, that's where you're like, okay, the leader thinks that they're responsible for all the things, you know, from a place of like obligation and blame, just like a parent. Mm. Like if we're failing, then oh, I'm failing. It's my fault. No, it's not. It's their fault. And we're pointing fingers instead of saying like, actually, yeah. we're all adults and we're contributing. How might we be contributing in ways that are not mm. helpful? I really like the idea of contributing, not controlling. Mm -hmm. And this morning before we we came on this call, I was sort of thinking, oh, I don't have anything to say about parenting. <laughs> um, and, and then I was thinking about um, controlling and how I... I want I, it's not even that I want to Ali I it's like a compulsion mm. to control my sons and this constant daily conscious practice and I don't always catch myself but the co the conscious practice of stepping back and not and it reminds me not controlling it reminds me very much of coaching mm. where in a coaching session you know, I just want to get in there and mm -hmm. put my hand in their brain and rummage around and then, <laughs> okay, now this, or or tell them the stuff, right? Get a pen, write this down. This yeah. is the stuff. Yeah. But that's not, that's not powerful. That's not no. empowerment. Mm -mm. That's, I'm not keen on that word, but that's not that person stepping into their own agency, finding their own answers. Um. And yesterday I was thinking in relation to coaching and working with someone professionally um, about my, my first stance, which takes some real practice, is this standing back, getting off the court, standing right back so that the human being in front of me can reflect to find their own answers dig around in the corners of their own brain not my hands in there but them in there thinking and 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 finding you know churning everything up so the the silt rises to the top and they can they can see some pieces and then there is also a place for me to yes share perspectives contribute your word share perspectives that then support oh, scaffolding it's like scaffolding I share a perspective which then has the, the potential the possibility to scaffold some new and support some new thinking yeah but only putting that in if it is by my has to be by my judgment if I judge it to be imperative in some way because otherwise unless it's sort of like this golden linchpin what they have found for themselves 
is of far more value yes. than what I'm contributing. Yes. And so it's the, and it's it's not a, you know, like, oh, here's my checklist. OK, two of those, one of those. All right. Now I can contribute. <laughs> it's it doesn't work on no, it. It's not no formulaic. Yeah, no, it's, there's no recipe. It's something you're something that you are dancing in, yes. dancing with. Moment by moment. Yeah. So it's a contemporaneous practice. I love that word. I can't believe you just worked to that end. That was well done. I worked it in. I worked it in. I remember the first time I ever heard that word. It was Rachel Park Davis, who might be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say her name. Stop, actually. Rachel. Scratch that. From the... Anyway, <laughs> my friend Rachel. Um, and I remember her, I remember where I was sitting when she said contemporaneous. And I was like, wow, I love that Damn. word. Anyway. I don't even know what um, that word means, just so you know. But it sounded okay. like, like on the spot. Like that's something that you do. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah, I can yeah. get it from yeah, the context. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's happening. You can you can deconstruct the word and get the 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 meaning. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's happening in the moment. And um so I was thinking about that yesterday in relation to our work. Mm -hmm. And I can see how that operates in my relationship as a as a parent, my relationship yes. with my sons. And I, my mind always I always want a rule. Uh -huh. I always, I always want like you're, you're in or you're out. Yeah, this is it's the much right easier. way. Yeah, it's much easier for me than having flipping vague gray free dancing moves. I'm yes, like, no, yes. show me the steps and <laughs> I'll do yes. and let me Give just me. do the steps and <laughs> I don't have to think. I don't want to have yeah. to like free, you know, yeah. like those yes. beautiful free dancers who are just like making it up on the moment, improvising. Yes. I'm like, oh yep. my god. I have to be awake, <laughs> yeah. to be alert, to be yeah. conscious. It, I think it's a lot harder. Like you, okay, that's my epiphany about what you just said. <laughs> it's harder. It's really hard. <laughs> super hard. Uh, especially as parent, it's hard enough with clients. Mm -hmm. Like I always say, I, in some ways, I figuratively have to sit on my hands. Because I want the same thing. Like, I, I am so driven to solve puzzles. It's so satisfying for me to, like, connect the dots and be like, oop, I know what's wrong now. Oop, I got the solution here. Oop, I know what they need to do. And, like, to sit on my hands and be like, shut up, Allison. Open back up because that is not, that's not your job. Your job isn't to tell them. Mm -hmm. And then as mother, especially spending, well, it was 32 total hours driving all the way out to the Air Force Academy and back with two a 19 year old and a 22 year old no frontal lobes whatsoever by the way um well so here's a perfect example so we're sitting in the mountains and we're at 7,000 feet so there's not a lot of atmosphere up there right and it's it's cloudy when we got there but sunny eventually around like an hour into the ceremony the sun comes out and i used to live in colorado so i know this sun this sun is like it's going to boil your skin off your body it is so it's like so intense so i've got like eight packages of sunscreen and i am like slathering it all over my body every 15 minutes because i'm like i am not going to get the thing that i've gotten in this sun before and both of these children sorry young adults my child and her boyfriend and I'm like you want some you want some? and they're like nope we're fine nope we're fine and that's where you're like 
So the next morning we get up and get in the car and I look, both of them have like blisters on their faces from the massive sunburn. And as a parent, I'm like, but I have to sit on my hands. Like I can't, if they were four, I'd be like, get over here right now. And I would slather on them. But now they're, they're 19 and 22. It's a dumb example. And yet it's a perfect example because that is everything. Yeah. I don't think it's a dumb example. I think, I think that, that, you know, therein lies the difference. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thee, oh thou. But therein lies the difference. They, they're not four. When they're four, we are, is that the dog? Can you hear it? I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Oliver, be quiet. He's the room. No, no, this is okay. Let's just do this. Come here. Oliver. This is, is my boy. Oliver. Oliver. Because he doesn't Oliver. he look British? Well, Hi, there he was. Oliver. That's that's so funny. That's such yeah. a grown-up name for a dog. And he looks like if you put him in um some wire end glasses and a little bow tie, that he would own a bookstore, some kind of like little bookshop in London. So that's why we named him Oliver. Because that's how he and he has a I think it's a Cockney accent. That's what I think. Oh, really? You don't yes. think he's, he's okay. I love that. He'd own a bookstore in London. <laughs> yeah, but he's, but he's actually like kind of blue collar. Oh, that's so funny. And not real smart <laughs> is what we always say about him. <laughs> smart enough to own a bookstore. It, yes. Yes. And so anyways. Down. <laughs> Where were we? We were talking about when they're four. Yeah. And you know, it's a massive hit when when a child arrives and you've suddenly got to do all this stuff for another human being. Yeah. They can't do anything for themselves. You're doing everything for them. Yes. Um, and then at least for me, that I became habituated to that. That became the thing I did. I did right. everything for, you know, first this one, then second, you know, second child came along for these two human beings. And you were talking earlier, you mentioned... You mentioned, I think you mentioned something about value and kind of like being a good parent. And is that where I kind of like, if my child, my child is okay, then I've been a good parent and and I have some kind of value as a parent. My, you know, my value has gone up in the parenting stakes or whatever. And then they go down if I'm not, um, if if my child isn't doing so well. And so at that stage, I think I, I, got a lot of value I felt I had a lot of value because I was bringing all this value added to these two people yes. who couldn't do anything and then very slowly over years it changes yes you know but you still have this enormous amount of control as opposed to contribution yes and then you get to the stage that I'm at, the stage that you're at, where they are in their sort of like late teens, early 20s. We have now, you know, science has told us that the the brain hasn't fully developed till it's 25. Mm. So, you know, all of the things that we have, um, laws, regulations, rules around adulthood, you know, you can have sex at this age, you can't vote until that age, right, really odd, that you can make a family, (laughs) but you're not allowed to vote. But anyway, um, so all of these laws and rules that came in at different stages, Mm -hmm. which don't connect to one another, um, 
So we've got these young people who who are able to have sex, you know, they're in their 20s, their early 20s, they're able to vote, they're able to drive cars, they're able to have jobs, pay tax, do all of this stuff. Um, and yet we know that they're, but it's not even about knowing that their frontal lobe or whatever, that their brains no. aren't fully developed till they're 25. There's just something in me, I think I've said this to you before, forgive me if I'm repeating myself, which I probably am. But when I walk past Casey when he's cooking, I and Ruben, I, I turn the gas down. They're <laughs> cooking on the stove. <laughs> They're cooking. I don't yeah. cook for them now. Very, very rarely, because everyone's got their own timetables. No one's in at the same time. Yeah. So it's just, you yes. know, just, I, don't, I very rarely cook for them. And I walk past, I turn the gas down. I love it. It's a, it's an unconscious behavior because yes. I'm like that's too high that's too yeah. high, <laughs> and I just do it. And one yeah. of them will say, "I I, I was cooking. I'm cooking." Yes, I'm, yes. And that was deliberate. And I'm and then I have to make up a story about why I've turned the gas. <laughs> why you're not a total idiot and like, cannot I've got help some yourself. Kind of tick and I can't help myself. <laughs> but I have to make up a story, or I have to own. And I, I use a mixture of lying and then being truthful, you know, <laughs> owning the fact that like, ah, I just want to control you. And I remember somebody yes. saying to me before my children were, were this sort of age and stage, I remember somebody saying to me that I worked with that she wanted to crawl inside her, her son's body and live his life for him because she just felt she could do it so much better. Oh, my God. That is and the I best remember, phrase yeah. I've ever heard. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, she's weird. But now I get it because yeah. I'm like. Uh, uh, yes I'm literally I've got yeah. um, perforated yes. punctured mouth from biting my lip because I have this compulsion yes to control yes and then I try and fashion it so it's a contribution as opposed to a control but it comes thing. from control so but it comes from control so however it's fashioned yes. whatever it's wrapped yes. up in it's control as opposed yeah. to contribution yep when I was thinking about talking about parenting today, the thing that came up in my mind is, especially after that experience with the Air Force Academy, that you parent the child you're given, not the child that you wish you had. Mm, right? That's nice. Like, is there a part of me that wishes that my children had these really high level accomplishments and had done like super duper stuff? by society standards, right? Yeah. I, I think my mm -hmm. children are actually incredibly accomplished given what they've been through. Mm -hmm. But that these aren't the things that are, like they're not gonna get a special, the president isn't going to come to my son's rehab in Arizona. Yes. <laughs> and yes. be like, and shake, his, shake hand. his hand. Now, I would love yeah. it if the president yeah. would. And the president actually has experience with addiction with his own children. So I know that he uh, might even get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's like the, every moment that a parent or leader, right? Any moment we spend wishing mm. that our people, that our children were a certain way, our spouse, our mothers, right? Our own mm. parents were a different way mm. is it's, it just creates suffering. And mm. it's that idea as well of, or there is that idea as well of what, we can't be with in others oh my god 100 percent. There's, there's something there because you know one of my sons 
irritates the hell out of me because he's so organized and I and makes I just feel crap in comparison I compare myself to him and I'm like god he's so organized he's brilliant um and that annoys me Mm. so there's something around my desire to be more organized yeah um or, or I have some judgment about myself because I I judge myself to be disorganized. And then one of my son, the other son, it makes sense. I got a whole army of them, but the other son is really <laughs> laid back. And I'm like, bloody hell, that's so annoying. But it's so annoying because I would, I find it difficult to relax. I find it very difficult to, I have a thousand things going on in my brain at one time. Yeah. And he seems to be able to just let stuff pass by. Yes. And I'm like, damn you. Yeah. Damn you, child. But I would love that freedom yes. of yes. mind. Yeah. So so I notice those are just two of the things about yeah. them that irritate me. But I notice that I I want the things that I'm annoyed by. And then Well, it's why it annoys you probably. Like yes. how come they can do it and I can't or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I want to make them wrong for it. Like I think course. one of them's a oh, they are. lunatic and the other one is a lazy ass. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're listening. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to burn this recording. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. Gouge their ears out so they can't hear this. <laughs> yeah. Listen anyway. Oh, mm. Yeah. And I, it, you know, it's interesting. It's as I started to go through the real struggles with our kids, like that's when I noticed my ability to be with my clients who were struggling in whatever way that they were struggling, but my ability to be with them in their mess, in their struggle, in their like internal gnashing of teeth, hmm. because of what was going on in our home with our own children. I could be with so much more of that with my clients. And then it came full circle that when my children were struggling, I could be with them even more in their struggle. When they started struggling, I would panic and mm. I'd dance around and hop around to try to fix it or protect them from it and only to learn there was, there's no, especially with, our, well, with both our kids, like there was no way I was going to set up the house or set up myself or my husband was going to say to him that this wasn't going to happen you know i'm human i have to sleep sometimes so i couldn't oversee oh, allison you're every... so selfish you have to I'm... sleep you sleep i need just a few hours I'm trying to parent and I water am. i need a little water <laughs> and a snack um and it was like almost like when i started to recognize okay i'm not there is no level like our situation got to the point that this there was no way to control it like it you can try but the universe was like haha that's not how this is going to work like mm -hmm. you can't be 24 7 on top of them and you can't know all the things yeah. and it's not because you're not a good mother mm. it's because this is what is happening right now and like all mm. your efforts to control are about you they're not obviously they're about the child as well but it was because mm. i wanted like your friend you know i wanted to jump inside their bodies and fix it mm. Mm. And that wouldn't have and been we powerful. Do. No, and we do want to do that wherever mm. our children are on the scale of life, coping, struggling, not coping, blah, wherever they are at whatever point. 
I imagine, you know, add another 20 years and they're in their 40s and there's possibly still going to be the compulsion to control and fix and make it okay for them because not because we're nasty and we're control freaks, although there is that, but but because we love them. Yeah. And if we can make it better. Yeah. Of course we will. You know, that just brings up a really great story where so our son is um we're transferring him from he also did a wilderness therapy program which he really loved our daughter like it traumatized her but our son was like that was the best thing ever and from there we transported him from that program to the residential rehab mental health high school program so he could finish out his schooling plus get the supports that he needed for his addiction and they ask you like they're like do you want us to transport him or do you want to do it and i said you know i wanted to do it and i felt like i could do it but we had our daughter here who was not doing great and so my husband and i were like okay well one of us will do it the other one stay with the other kids so i we elected that i would go but i didn't want to do it alone because i can't again i'm not 24 7. i have to sleep i have to like go to the bathroom sometimes and i wasn't sure i'm reporting you Mm -hmm. is that why you're writing you're writing it all Uh down so I asked my father and my father is at that time was like 78 or whatever so not a young buck very active Mm. dude like he's Mm. so I knew he could handle it and he flies all the time and he's very with it cognitively as well so I called my dad who has been outside of all of this all along going like he can't handle he is very it's not that he can't handle it but it was really difficult for him to watch all of this because he was like what are you guys doing in your house that your kids are just melting constantly and I was like I don't know we're like really nice people what's going on and uh he he really my father as 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 I look at him he, he he's not able to be with a lot of emotional intensity it makes him real uncomfortable tampons emotional intensity mm. you know anything female like makes him real uncomfortable so fine but I thought at least he can be like a second body. And he really loves my son, our son, his grandson. So he, we fly out to get him from this program to transport him. And we get him to the rehab place in Arizona. And um, we, drop our, we drop off our son, my son, his grandson. And our son, my son's doing really well with the transport. Like he's, he's not thrilled that he's going there because it's not a great you know if you're an addict like it's the worst thing you're just like yes I suck I, I'm an addict I you know now I have to do all these special programs <laughs> he's doing the thing again always leaving <laughs> anyways the dog or your husband no my husband like, again like yeah. um and we get him situated and we hug him And we get in the car and we're driving away and I look at my dad and he's crying. And I said, are you going to be okay? And he looked at me and he said, I don't know how you do this. And like, that was a really powerful moment, a powerful memory for me because he can't imagine like what it took to get to the point where I can kiss my son and hug him and know he's got it. Like, this is, I hate this. I hate that I have to leave him here. I hate that he has addiction. I hate that I can't help him. I hate that he has to live with 40 other kids. And this is what is next. 
and I'm going to like kiss him. I'm going to hug him. And I'm going to believe in him. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Choosing to believe in him. Yeah. Um, like a conscious choice because I'm thinking about trust and how trust is, we don't know. Yeah. We don't yeah. know what's going to happen. That's why it's a leap of faith. That's why we, we trust. Yeah. Trust is not certainty. Trust is not knowing. Right. And just imagining you um, choosing to trust that your son has this. And I've had to do it with our daughter and then mm. do it again with our son. Like mm. we had been mm. through so much agony with mm. her only when to find like, oh God, our son is also struggling. Mm. And, mm. and now, now we have, mm. we're dealing with that too. So mm. both kids are falling apart and unraveling at the same time. And, you know, it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hose, right? You're just kind of like, I can't, there's too many <laughs> struggles going on at once. But again, that's more life. like being waterboarded, I imagine, than drinking from a, you know, like <laughs> yes. I, I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah. Does it, did you, did you, have you found that it has gotten easier, that trusting? And I realize we're talking about, um, what a more extreme yeah. situation if it's on a spectrum it's more mm -hmm. extreme than where my sons currently are however my experience it, it feels kind of similar it's like yeah, it, yeah. in it you know it's on a gradient obviously but yes. like I want I want really want to trust them mm -hmm. and let go and stop hampering their yeah agency and their power and I find it really yeah. hard yeah have you found what I've now decided is your daily practice that you've <laughs> been in have you found that it's become easier for you I think the thing that has become easier isn't um the trusting and the letting allowing and the contributing versus controlling like that's not the part that got easier. What got easier was me being able to step back and measuring myself based on how they were doing, how they are doing. I still do it. Like when my daughter takes her coat off and you can see her arms, she's mm -hmm. a self-harmer. Mm -hmm. So she's got massive scarring from her wrists to her shoulders. There's no hiding it. Mm -hmm. When she does that, there's still that pang of like, oh, everyone's going to judge us. They're going to judge her. They're mm. going to judge me. They're going to judge my husband. Mm. And what's got what has gotten easier is like letting that go. Just like, yep, they are. And it's okay. It's all mm. okay. Like, let them mm. judge. Let them have that experience in recognizing that that's about them more than it is <clears throat> about us. Mm. Yeah. And connecting, in my head, I'm connecting that to that your experience of judging yourself. Yes. You know, where you've yes. been, where, can, where you started at the beginning of this conversation with, you yeah. know, trying to work out, am I a good parent? Am I not a good parent? What, you know, am I doing the right things? I'm doing everything I can. We're nice people. Why is this happening? You know, and then yeah. like digging around, tr desperately trying to find out why is this the way it is? What's happening? What have I done? Right. What have I and, not done? And it allows us, I can now be with 
more of other people's judgment of us. Mm. Used to be I had no facility. I couldn't be with any of it. And so mm. we shut the world out because we were drowning. Mm. And it was like, if you even look at us sideways, I can't handle it. So unless you're here to help, get out of my face, right? That's, that's mm. how it started. <clears throat> and then as we went along and I started to dig into my own forgiveness, mm. how can I forgive myself for being, being the Allison parent, right? It's the only parent I know how to be and forgiving mm. myself for, for whatever I may have not done well. Mm. Now I'm at the point, like we're six years down the road where both kids have fallen apart. Both kids have, have gone to residential programs mm. and are doing really well now. It's easier, right? Cause they are, they are doing okay. <laughs> They're not unraveling currently, mm. but there is a, a part of me that's like, when I'm with, like when we were with our family out in Colorado and, and knowing that we were being judged, like it was, I was okay with all of it. <clears throat> it's not great, mm. but it's not awful anymore. No, this is a, 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 a sort of an aside, but last week I had the experience of realizing I was waiting for somebody else to forgive me. Yeah. Yes. And I'd never asked them to forgive me, by the way, so they would be wouldn't be in with a shot of being able to fulfill that. But I realized I was waiting for someone else to to forgive me and sort of had this realization. Oh, how about I I forgive myself for all the things I did and didn't do all the things I said and didn't say? How about I do that before I look to someone else to do it? And it's that thing of it, it all coming back to us. Yeah. And what can I not be with? Yeah. yeah. What can I not be with, you know, in my child that actually is really about what I can't be with? I I can't relax and, you know, let go. Yeah. Um, and ironically, I can't be organized enough and in control enough either. So I'm really stuffed because I can't do either properly. Or so the voice in my head says. Right. The no um, winning. You're never good enough. Yeah. You're never organized yeah. enough. You're never calm enough. Yeah. You're never chill. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, this feels a bit random, but I've been practicing judgment as well, owning my judgments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm driving, if I see you someone, a road rager, no, I'm not a road rager, but oh I will, I will, I, I notice I'll have thoughts about what somebody's wearing. And I'll be like, really? You put that on? And I'm owning those thoughts yeah. because, because, you know, because I want to be more accepting of who I am and maybe, yes. you know, the fact that I can be a judgmental, I'm going to say old bag, but, you know, clearly mm-hmm. I hold it as a negative thing. I can be judgmental. I am judgmental. Of course I am. Yeah. And so I'm owning it and saying it out loud and going, oh, look at that. Look at, look at that judgment there. And by doing that, mm-hmm. Um, I believe I'm in the practice of owning more of myself and being able to yes. be with more of myself, which I think in turn linking it. Here back we go. To She's landing the plane. Everybody yeah. listen up. <laughs> back to <laughs> um back to parenting. If I can be with more of myself, I assert mm. mm-hmm, 
that I can be with more of, in this instance, yes. the people I'm parenting, my yes. sons. Yeah, that's my assertion. Yeah. So it comes back to me sorting out my own stuff and being able to be with more of myself so that I can be with more of others. I'm telling you. Not needing to change it and fix it and sort it out. So here's where I want to end our podcast today. Mm -hmm. I want to start a program, a leadership program, where mm -hmm. you are given a troubled teen. You can rent them. And they come for like three months at a time. Rent them. You rent them because there is no better leadership development tool, self-awareness uh, uh, tool that uh, will point to all of the hidden nooks and crannies that unless you have a child, you probably won't look at. You mm. just, it's like, I don't know what to call it. We can come up with some kind of a mm. sexy name at some point, but like mm. you, re it's a rental, like, here mm. you go. We'll need to be careful with the marketing of that. It sounds a little bit like child trafficking, but. A touch. A touch, but we can we'll work make that it out. classy. Yeah, yeah, really classy. It won't be. I've that. actually also got an idea for a program. Okay, I like it. I've written it down here. So I suggest that you and I start a program, and it's the wilderness program for parents who are addicted to controlling rather than contributing. We oh. take them out into the desert, Ali. Oh, okay. With the backpacks. Yeah. And then I don't know what we do with them out there, but we'll think of something. But yeah. we leave them. Yeah. And like lead or leave. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I said leave, but lead sounds a lot nicer. <laughs> we could do a like, mix. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could do a mixture of leading and, and leaving. leaving. Yes. Let's, let's do that program, please. Okay. So what if we merge them? Where you're okay. put out in the desert with, with somebody teen. else's teenager. <laughs> and you have to get from like point A to point B. Mm. And you got to work it out, whatever mm. it is. Mm. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I think, I think, I think there's something yeah, coming here. Our next million. That's how we're going to make our next million. Easy. All right. Any takeaways from today? Ooh. What'd you learn that maybe you didn't know when you showed up this morning? I think I've learned that our experiences are more similar than they may at first glance appear. You mean yours and mine or like the mm -hmm. world? Yours ah. and mine. Mm -hmm. Yes. It, because it's on this spectrum, this yeah. thing. Um, but actually we're dealing with the same components. Yeah. And I really like contributing, not controlling. It mm. feels like a tagline to help me remember or reflect or notice where I'm coming from. Yeah. And, and that sort of mangling where I'm trying to make controlling look like contributing. <laughs> Dress I did it, it yesterday. Up. Yeah, I did it yesterday. It was engineering. How can I say Manufacturing. this? Manufacturing. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like a casual comment that I've dropped in as I walk past and turn the gas off. <laughs> I was going to 
say. Was it about the gas? <laughs> Do I have about something else? Yeah, something else. So mm. those are my takeaways. Those are my takeaways that we're we we have a lot more in common as parents than one may um, immediately yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think my takeaway is that I I'm I hadn't put it together that I can actually be with a lot of judgment in others about us and our family. I hadn't put it together. And, and mm. I, I think that's um, a, re, uh, a result of my ability to forgive myself for the parent that I have been and the parent I haven't been. Mm. And once that's, that process starts, it like, boop, 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 boop. Like you can just be with so much more of what mm. everybody brings. Some people are amazing and forgiving and loving and like unconditional. And some people are like, you're going to do that. Aren't you going to make them wear sunscreen? Aren't you going to force them into taking the ACT preps? Aren't you going to make them go to college? Mm -hmm. Why do you keep paying part of their rent for them? Like, aren't you enabling all of that? Like I can, I can be with all of it now. Mm. And it doesn't take me out as much as it used to. It still takes me out. Yeah. I am still a human yeah. being. Yeah. And I, I, I really like the, idea of being with more of it and mm. doesn't take me out as much it's not yeah. a it's not a it's not a fixed. dead line fixed this is it finished it's a continuous expansion and, and opportunity to grow into more yeah become more plastic mm. look at you being all plasticky okay well done today lady hey it felt rusty but let's just I just note good. that yeah right. and a little rust okay. if anybody has any comments about our rustiness please <gasps> feel free and Let also about know. our brilliance thank you very much absolutely both and yes please Which is all right awesome. bye everybody. ciao ciao bye Tracy <laughs>